Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, Joel Malkin here for WJNO.com in my election spotlight series ahead of the August 28th uh, primary. Uh, and lots of races throughout uh, that voters in Palm Beach County will be voting on, including uh, several state house races. Uh, and, well, the one we're focusing on now is State House District 89, uh, Republican Bill Hager currently in that seat. He's term limited out, and uh, we have a Republican primary and a Democrat primary, um, along with a no-party affiliate uh, uh, candidate as well. So focusing on the Democrat primary, uh, that would... uh, that would have uh, uh, Jim Bonfiglio going against Ryan Rossi, and we've got uh, Mr. Bonfiglio uh, with us now. Actually, I should say Mayor Bonfiglio. Uh, you are the mayor of Ocean Ridge. Thanks for joining me. Oh, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Um, so you and Ryan Rossi will be battling it out uh, August uh, 28th in the Democrat primary for uh, District 89. And uh, for our listeners, uh, this covers the coastal sections uh, uh, of the county from Palm Beach to Boca Raton. It's a little bit inland there around, I guess it's the central part of the county. Well, it's uh, east Boca and Del Rey, east of uh, I-95 in essence, and it goes along the uh, uh, Delray Boynton yeah. line to Seacrest, and then east of Seacrest to Woolbright, and then everything east of US One, all the way through Singer Island. So uh, it's primarily intercoastal district. Now Ocean Ridge is a part of that uh, district, correct? Ocean Ridge is fully within the district. Yeah, and uh, and and just checking out your 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 website, um, you have uh, been an Ocean Ridge resident, I guess, since 1988. Yes, I moved into Ocean Ridge in 1988. Actually, I think I moved in around 1987, bought the house in 1988. Uh, So I've been there for 30 years. Um, If you count the time I lived in Palm Beach and worked in Palm Beach, I've been in the district for about 38 of the 40 years I've lived in Palm Beach County. Where were you? Where where were you born? New York, like the rest of us? Uh, Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm from uh, (laughs) uh, western New York, a town called Jamestown, which is uh, 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 southwest of uh, Buffalo. Okay, and uh, am by trade, an attorney. Yeah, I'm an attorney. I went to Loyola University in New Orleans, graduated in 1979, and um, packed up and moved here to uh, to Palm Beach County and been here ever since. All right, um, anything else before we get on some of the issues that you, you would like the uh, uh, listeners, the voters of uh, Palm Beach County? Ocean Ridge is a pretty, I'm, I'm sure the folks in Ocean Ridge know who you are and what you're about, but uh, Ocean Ridge is, as you know, not a, you know, it's a pretty small town. It's a small community. It's a great uh, community for a place to live. Um, we don't have any of those, we call them condo canyons in our town. We limit height to uh, three-story for multifamily and two-story for single-family residences. We don't allow any uh, commercial use in the town, so uh, it's all people uh, living in Ocean Ridge and no, uh, no commercial use whatsoever. How about uh, uh, law enforcement there? Is that the sheriff's office, or do you have a police department? No, we have our own uh, police Force, I believe we have around 22 uniformed officers in our, our own police force. We did contract out, though, to uh, Boynton for fire and emergency medical technician services about uh, 12 years ago when uh, 
uh, we were mandated to, uh, uh, I think it was the three men on all times uh, requirement, and that just got too expensive, plus the uh, keeping up with the fire equipment, um, you know, hook and ladder requirements, and which didn't make a whole lot of sense for us since we only have a, a three-story maximum limit on our, on our building. So it became more cost-effective to contract that out to uh, the fire services and the EMT services to Boynton Beach. Um, some of the issues uh, of looking at, and, and you could feel free to, to chime in with whatever you want to, if I don't touch on something, um, but that you, you have on your website, um, you're looking at what you call quality public schools, uh, supporting the right to a free, accessible, equitable, uh, and quality public ed- education for every student, regardless of race, ethnicity, uh, income level, sexual orientation and religious observance. I believe I'm reading that right from your uh, website. Um, you, it was one thing I found interesting is you said you'd like to see more investing in trade and technical schools that train students for specific occupations that don't require a college degree. And I should say that that kind of that looked familiar, uh, similar to what uh, Republican gubernatorial candidate Adam Putnam is, is talking about. Well, um, what, what Adam Putnam wants to do, though, is I believe... Um, um, deal on the on the business end of it what I would like to do is partner with unions who have apprenticeship programs um, and uh, you know vocational skill programs for example plumbing electricians things of that nature and I would like to partner with them for your vocational schools to train students for a vocation um, um, and that's what I'm talking about when I talk about you know those kinds of educational advances uh, and, and try to get those students who don't think they're on a track to go to college to uh, treat, te- teach them a skill and get them into the workforce. That's one of the things that I would like to see the, the state uh, work more for. Um, ending felon disenfranchisement, another uh, thing that you have there, uh, you would support the automatic restoration of voting rights to all to Floridians with felony convictions after they've completed all terms of their sentences. Would you agree with that statement uh, for every felony convict? In other words, regardless? No, I support, um, I, support um, um, I forgot the, the amendment. I think it's uh, uh, 13, Amendment 13, which uh, restore rest, uh, felon rights, uh, which excludes certain um, uh, sexual offenses and things of that nature um, and, and, and violent felonies. Other than that, the automatic restoration of felon rights is what I, I would am in favor of. So, so a, a nonviolent uh, uh, felon uh, once once the time is served and the right. sentence is up, uh, probation's over, all of that. Is, yeah, and there, there's been a, there's also been a move and to um, uh, eliminate um, the the automatic, for example, suspension of. Uh, a driver's license for non-payment of, of fines and things of that nature. There, actually, I think there's been a, several lawsuits around the country, which says that's a deprivation of due process. You're punishing people for their financial status, and, and I would like to see the state go towards that, um, so that um, w- you know we, we can we can unclog some of our you know county court system with those kinds of offenses and keep those where people's records clean and give them an opportunity to keep their driver's license to go out and get and, and get jobs. Um, before we get, I have a couple more issues that, I, that I've pulled from your website and your um, your challenger, the fellow Democrat in this race. Um, what would you say to the voters that makes you a better candidate than Ryan Rossi? Why should somebody um, in the primary vote for you over him? Well, I've got 18 years of experience in, in, in government, in Ocean Ridge government. I, I served 
um, 13 years planning and zoning, I think six years as vice chair of planning and zoning, seven years as chairman. I have two terms as a commissioner. Um, I'm in my second term right now. I uh, served one year as a vice mayor, and now I'm currently the mayor. And the, the vice mayor and mayor are selected by the fellow commissioners. And, and you know, if you notice, I, I, when I get onto these boards and, and elected as a commission, my fellow board members and commissioners, they select me to positions of leadership. That's because I have a record of getting things done for the community. And, and you know, that's what I have over, over my opponent. I have you know, 18 years of policy experience. I know and understand policy, and I can get things done. Would uh, and I don't know his specific age. I guess he's in his thirties, and I know he talks about um, actually touts his uh, his younger age as as a benefit, um, being a millennial, as he puts it. Uh, would would you think that would either hinder or help him in any way? Well, I'm, I'm, I think he's got a great future um, in in politics, uh, being a young a young person. But I, I think um, you need um, in our district, we need someone who has a little more experience in in the legislative process, and I have, as I said, I have 18 years in, in experience in, in government. So I think that's what's important. I, when I get to Tallahassee, you know, it's going to be a, an immediate thing. You get your orientation, then you, you're starting in on committees, and then the legislative session starts within a few months. Um, I can hit the ground running because I know, I know how um, government works. Um, and you know, uh, my opponent, while he's a nice young man, um, doesn't have that experience, and you know he's going to have a much longer learning curve than I will have. Um, one thing that he does talk about on his website that uh, is, is missing from yours, and well, I say missing, it's not there, um, the opioid epidemic talks about that, possible fixes. Um, how would you address it? Well, um, actually, I've had to address that issue in Ocean Ridge, being a, a, a commission member. Um, some of those... Um, um, Sober homes, you call it, uh, come to Ocean Ridge. We've had to deal with it. Um, you need more funding to deal with the the addiction. Uh, jailing is not the uh, not the answer. Um, you know, I, I mentioned earlier that I was from Buffalo, New York. Uh, the area uh, that that area has a an, an opioid court, and it actually diverts people from the criminal system to uh, a, 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 the opioid system. And tries to divert these into into uh, uh, treatment centers as opposed to jailing them. So that's something I would like to see. And obviously, you're going to need more money for that kind of an initiative. But uh, you know, we've had to deal with that in Ocean Ridge, and I uh, I was uh, instrumental in in having the police force uh, uh, get us a supply of what's uh, Narcon, I think is what it's called, which is the uh, yeah uh, uh, Narcan, yeah Narcan, yeah. Uh, which they need in order to revive people who have gone into a um, uh, op- uh, opioid-induced uh, coma. So um, you know we deal with that in Ocean Ridge. I've had to deal with that, and I, I understand the issue um, much more than, than than again my opponent because I've had to deal with it. And of course, you talk about a uh, diversion uh, program, which would send them to treatment. The the concern is. They send them to the right treatment because the sober homes. Obviously, we know that there are many of them operating outside the law. Well, yeah, they're, they're essentially buying and selling patients, and they're de- essentially defrauding insurance companies to do the multiple uh, urine, urine analysis and all the drug testing and things like that. They have, um, uh, and, and these these patients are valuable for 30 days, which is the the amount of coverage they get in the insurance policy. And day 31, they drop them off on the street, and that's something that that you know we can't tolerate, and we need to ex- you know 
make sure that these people get the treatment for the length of time necessary, and it's not just a 30-day wonder. And then at day 31, you get dropped off on the street and say, good luck to you when the insurance money runs out. Right, and we know that the the Sober Home Task Force, uh, headed up by... uh, by uh, the attorney, uh, state attorney here in Palm Beach County, yeah, Dave has been, uh, you know, working really hard at uh, cracking down. So hopefully, I, I, I mean, I can work hand in hand with Dave. Uh, we've talked to him several times on yeah. on the issue and how how we can handle it on, on the local level. So yeah, I mean, I, I, I that is on my radar. Um, and, and, and I mean, you talk about my experience. I've had to deal with every issue that the that the intercoastal community is going to have to face. The opioid crisis, the sober home issue, um, you know, big thing is, and one of the things that led me to run is is the uh, saltwater intrusion, sea level rise, um, the flooding, and the antecedent flooding that occurs as a result of inadequate drainage, beach renourishment, uh, beach restoration, um, the traffic issues. You know, I've had to deal with all of those in my 18 years uh, working in, in Ocean Ridge uh, administration. Um, let's uh, turn our attentions to uh, uh, gun control, um, a very big part of a page on your website. Uh, you had written um, uh, extensively about it, and I think you said it was the day after the Parkland school shooting back on uh, Valentine's Day, um, and you have a proposed gun control legislation if elected. Uh, among those, I uh, wanted to address a couple of those and, and have you give a little more clarity. Um, all Florida residents shall be limited to the number of guns one person can acquire. What would that number be? Um, I would like to limit that to, to uh, I'm thinking five or, or less uh, would be the maximum amount of guns that people could have. It just doesn't make sense to have more than that. Uh, maybe you can make an exception for gun collectors, because I, I understand there is a, a, there is a certain segment of society that you know, does collect guns and deals in antiques and things of that nature, but but there's really no need to have more than more than four or five guns. Uh, that my view. Um, the other thing you have: Florida shall ban the sale of all assault weapons and military-style weapons. Uh, and you talk about ammo with that. What is your definition of an assault weapon? Because I find that that's something a lot of people just can't seem to answer. Um, that the the word is thrown around a lot for the uh, AR-15. Um, uh, assault rifle. Of course, that's right. Been uh, been been a kind of a politically charged thing because the AR doesn't stand for assault rifle. Um, I mean, what would your definition be of assault well, weapon? Well, well, my definition is is essentially um, uh, a a weapon that can be rapidly fired and hold multiple rounds in the in the chamber. Now, you know, I, I put that on my website because we have we already have a template. And I'm, 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 I'm not a gunsmith. You don't need to be a gunsmith to pass gun legislation. We have a template for that kind of legislation. The U.S. Uh, Congress passed a similar uh, 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 ban in 1994, uh, banning assault weapons, uh, and I believe it, is, it, it limited magazines, and I believe it also limited bump stocks. Massachusetts has a similar law too. Uh, the the congressional this, this, the federal law sunsetted though in 2004, and there wasn't enough support to continue the sun, sunset. That statute passed two federal uh, circuit court uh, challenges, didn't get to the U.S. Supreme Court, and the recent Massachusetts statute passed um, a district court muster about two months ago. I'm assuming that they're going to. 
uh, appeal that. But the point is we have templates on how to define these types of weapons and how to control them based upon the, the federal assault weapon ban that was passed in 1994 and based on the Massachusetts law, both of which have passed significant uh, courtroom tests. So that's a template I would use, and you know, I, I would defer to those definitions uh, in, in the legislation that I would propose. I would just use those, those statutes as the template to draft a statute banning such weapons here in Florida. A pretty strong uh, 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 wording on your, your website. You say, to those that say the legislation I intend to champion may violate the Second Amendment, too bad the Constitution is not a death pact for our children. Would you like to explain that a little better? Well, certainly. Um, every right guaranteed in the Constitution is limited. You have the freedom of speech, but you can't sit around in a crowded uh, theater and yell fire. There are limitations on, 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 you have the freedom of the press, but by the same token, you can't uh, uh, libel somebody in the newspaper. Then you're liable for damages. So there are limitations on just about every constitutional right, and there should be a limitation on the Second Amendment. People who are Second Amendment advocates think the Second Amendment is absolute. That's not true. It has, it is, even, uh, the late uh, Justice Scalia wrote that um, in the, uh, I think, in the Heller decision, uh, indicating that um, you know the military-style weapons uh, can be controlled despite the Second Amendment, and that's what that means. Would you put an AR-15 in a military-style weapon uh, category? Um, well, the AR-15, I believe, was the weapon that was used in Parkland, uh, Vegas, and I think in Parkland. Yeah. So, so, yes, those would be the, the kinds of weapons that I would look to eliminate. Well, the difference was in Vegas, uh, the bump stock was used, which uh, uh, as part of the new, the new law that uh, the governor signed into law, that those are banned uh, as of now yes. in the state. And I think there's a, there's a challenge uh, existing on that. And I think the bump stock was included in the Massachusetts legislation, which was uh, the district court rejected the attack on that on that legislation. Now, um, uh, Rossi uh, mentioned uh, on his website, you know, the, the gun control, but then said it doesn't stop there. He addressed the mental health uh, issues, um, and that's something that you don't have on your website. I mean, would you would you see that as something that does need it? And that is also uh, part of the law as well that was just passed. Well, yeah, men, uh, men, uh, we have ignored mental health for for uh, what thirty, forty years now. Uh, since the 1980s is a part of the comprehensive need for for just uh, health treatment in, in general. And I think mental health treatment uh, uh, is a good way to go and to, um, especially, um, I think they call it the red, uh, the red flag statutes that, you know, red flag someone who may be prone to violence and then the, the police can go and look at them um, and determine whether or not, you know, they can take the weapons away for a limited amount of time. So yeah, I, I'm a, I'm in full agreement with that. All right, is there before we wrap up? Is there anything else that uh, I left out you'd like to address here uh, ahead of August 28th? Um, I I, uh, I think we just about covered everything. Um, I've, uh, I, I, my point of view on on guns, my point of view on on uh, intercoastal problems with respect to flooding. Um, that one that's one of the issues though I think we really need to address in the legislature is the global warming sea level rise and, and the antecedent flooding that's going to occur as a result of of the sea level rise you know Ocean Ridge has a budget of about six and a half million dollars 
Um, we put in a retention-detention bond. It's right behind my house in 2005, I think it was completed. That cost the town about $7 million, and we had no land acquisition costs back then because um, we owned the land, uh, which we used for retaining and detaining the water before discharging the intercoastal. Point is, we're probably two, maybe three times that amount of money now to handle the similar, similar amount of flooding, plus we're going to have uh, the cost of land acquisition. Every intercoastal community, whether it's on the island, barrier island, or on the mainland, has, is going to have that same kind of infrastructure problem because flooding is coming. Uh, our, that retention-detention pond that I mentioned that we put in in 2000 and, um, 2005, uh, the surveyors showed that the, they compared the um, freshwater uh, table. Um, it has risen almost two inches and our, our engineer attributes that to saltwater intrusion, um, so um, which makes the, the retention area less able to hold water. It's just like a sink. The shallower the sink, the less water you can, uh, you can hold. And so problems are coming down the line, and it's going to be a massive cost and undertaking, and Florida uh, is, is you know, right on the forefront of, of uh, global warming, sea level rise. We need to start addressing that issue. Ocean Ridge Mayor Jim Bonfiglio running uh, for the Democratic uh, primary, District 89 State House against Ryan Rossi, um, August 28th. Hopefully uh, all of our uh, registered voters do get out and vote in this uh, primary. We appreciate your time. Thank you very much. Appreciate your time, too. Thank you for having me. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.